What is going on? What's up? We're back. We're back. We're back. Episode 7. Happy Easter. Happy Easter, everybody. The bunny is here. And Jesus is alive. Amen. Come on. That's good. We're here and we're (laughs) bringing you part two, as promised, to our discussion on project management, really what we do in a day's work Mm -hmm. and planning a, a big event. Yeah. So... There's a lot that we were unpacking here. We were unpacking a lot in part one about like the event planning and stuff. Um, and we were kind of talking about the difference between Quinn's event planning versus like my event planning. Cause it's, it's, it's very different because right. one is focused on like a soul, right? The LED panels. Mm-hmm. And then the other is focused on like almost the entire event. Like I've done events where we've had to, we're responsible for the chairs and everything. It's right, like, oh right. gosh, those events are always terrible. Yeah. But it and, is what it is. <laughs> and what you can kind of arrive to is a conclusion pretty much that this this beast cannot fall into a system. Like production oh. as a whole. There's no system you can learn. There's none. It's different. But rather every job is its own thing. Completely separate. And it takes a, a human brain, a real mm-hmm. thinker to think it up this is a job that ai won't be able to take over ai wow they won't be able to do it wow they'll there's something else to pre- they'll uh, get too stressed out and they'll just like explode yeah that's what's gonna happen i we mean that's what the humans do too i guess sometimes but yeah ai you know what that stands for artificial intelligence no ants in and the question is where are they my pants ants in my pants i got Ants in my, my pants, pants and I dance, dance like I'm crazy. Ooh. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, I love that. But anyway, coming yes. back to you with a part two of this. And we figured because here in the beautiful, I just rolled my eyes, central Pennsylvania, <laughs> we are now in summer. We skip totally Finally. over spring. Yeah, we don't do that here. We, <laughs> we do. Don't, we don't do spring. So here's what we do: is winter, and then it stops. Yep. And then winter again. Yep. It like stops for like a week and a half, yeah. and then it snows again, and it's cold for another three to six weeks. Yep. And now we're finally at the end of it. Exactly. And that's that's traditional. That's like yearly, around yeah. here. But yeah. we are. We're in the warm weather. It's. It's beautiful outside. Today, we were in high 70s, pushing 80. Yeah. It thunderstormed a little bit last night. So, like it wasn't too humid today. Mm-hmm. Still a little humid. But, yeah. Which, sidetrack, are you a thunderstorm guy? I love thunderstorms. Thunderstorms are so good. My dad and I used to sit out on the deck and watch thunderstorms roll yes. in, and that's like my favorite memory of my entire childhood. Wow. Yeah, I remember when I would do that with you. <laughs> Did you just put yourself in that story as my father? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Father Quinn. You're growing up so fast. It's man. like whenever we work in Catholic church. It's like, oh, Father Joel will be right with you. Oh. Joel. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. <laughs> wow. Do I have to call him that? <laughs> it's gonna be one of those one of those podcasts. Yeah, we'll we'll get off that. But yeah, thunderstorms quick. are great. I love sitting on a deck and just watching them. Um, all this to say being outside in mm-hmm. general is great. It is. You know what's really great doing outside? Events. Events. Yes, sir. Mm, that segue. Come on. Come on. 
So we want to talk to you, the viewer, and ourselves tonight yeah. about events. Outside? Outside. Versus? Inside. Inside. <laughs> <laughs> the two the two options that you get. There's only two. There, it's yeah, great. Well, Unless you're in like a tent, then it kind of is like a gray line. I'm both in and out. But you're definitely outside. You just have an umbrella over your head. Yeah, I'm inside, outside. I'm so, outside, inside. Hmm. So, anyways, <laughs> we got, <laughs> yeah, that's something to unpack. So Not now. Not, <laughs> not now. We want to unpack events outside. Yes, we do. And we just want to hop back in because this is part two, right? Yeah. This is a, the end of an ellipses. Yeah, so at the end of last episode we were talking about the barn smoker event that i got to be a part of yeah um last year can you just give us a quick synopsis yeah quick synopsis smoke cigars all night listen to some music play with some lights mm. easy peasy outside giant mobile stage middle of a soybean field middle of nowhere middle of nowhere kentucky is awesome so i think the first question that immediately comes to mind for me mm -hmm. because you say middle of nowhere with an event that requires a lot of electricity mm -hmm. and you're doing an outdoor event, what goes on when it comes to planning electric? Like, how do you know that everything you need will be there? Generator. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You bring a big boy in, like one of those big like trailer generators. Yeah. Set that John. Right in the soybean field, mm -hmm. fired up. So does that does that limit you to capacity of what you can do, or or does that kind of outweigh like the amount of electric that a typical yeah big production would use? So, like let's 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 draw this down real quick. So in an event like that, we're doing all the lighting, mm -hmm. we're doing all the audio. That's about it. Right, you know, there there were a couple TVs. Oh, we did video off of that too. I forgot. Um, so right. you, you which is a lot of prep. Yep, you've got the the whole AV system. Mm -hmm. It was actually your video wall. It was the outdoor three point nine. Wow, nice. So, um, looked amazing, by the way. So, lighting, you kind of just you know roll up specs on all those fixtures. So I think we used a couple movers. Um, not a couple. There were like eight spot fixtures. There's probably like twelve wash fixtures, moving wash. And then a bunch of other wash fixtures, a couple blinders, and then some face light. Nothing too crazy. I'm guessing we were probably... Now, we didn't bring in the lighting. We sub-rented the lighting from a company out in Nashville. Okay. I think that's where they were from. Maybe even farther than that. I don't know. They drove quite a while to come here. But it was all already packed on the mobile stage that we sub-rented. So they just kind of came and it was already on. We're like, great, we'll just use this. Um... I would bet you we probably had three circuits for lighting, probably max. So, like, we had, like, 60 amps there. Um, that's, that's 120 or 220? 120. Nice. Um, so, 60 amps for lighting. Audio, probably got two circuits aside and two circuits for sub, maybe. That's probably a lot more than what we actually used. Um, so, let, let's say we just used a full six circuits for that. Um, so, that's six, nine circuits. Um, and then video wall, probably with that outdoor wall, mm -hmm. 3.9. S 
How many circuits is that? That's six or three. Uh, what is it? Panel um, by panel. Like the f- it's the five hundred by a thousand outdoor three point nine panels. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that, but like, how many high by how many wide? Oh, it was sixteen by nine wall. Sixteen by so nine. So it was what three yeah. by ten? Three by yeah, three by ten. Three by ten. Yeah. With the dual panels. So I think we were able to do three circuits and put ten <coughs> panels on a circuit. Yeah, we typically do seventeen panels per one twenty outlet. But if it if they're the double panels, circuit. if they're the double panels, divide that by two. Is it a direct divide by two? No, I have a calculator. Okay. Um, not equipped on me. At so maybe ma- maybe we were doing four circuits. Yes. I think that sounds about right. But anyway. And then, like, front of house will get a circuit, but, like, front of house is pulling no power. We used an Avantis, um, and then we used an NX2 from Alation. So mm-hmm. that, that's drawing nothing. A couple TVs, whatever, add add two circuits to that. So that puts us at, like, what, 15 circuits? I'm not a big, like, power guy. Like, I don't know a ton about that. We have some members on the team that, like, really know what they're doing. Don't sell yourself short, bro. Like, no, you're I jacked. <laughs> I hit that gym daily. Yeah. Yeah. Power. No, I haven't hit the gym. I actually canceled my black card membership. Did you? I did. That's you know what? That's like acceptance. Mm-hmm. That's growth. I realized that I wasn't gonna go. Yeah. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, you know what? That I'm not gonna pay. There's a ridiculous amount of people that have fallen victim to yes. the hands of Planet Fitness. Yes, because they're like, oh, I'll go. Yeah. And you no, keep I'll the go. membership. You're like, I'm gonna come back. You keep the membership because you feel bad if you cancel it because then right. it's it's the accepting of oh, I'm not gonna go to the gym and work on yeah getting in shape. Once you're out, you're like out. I just accepted it. Yeah, until you go back four months from now because your your soon to be wife is like, you know what? That's what like, I'm thinking. I want you to look exactly fine. I think I want to because yeah. there's implications. Right. You so you might want to go back yeah. after we record this here and. Maybe set that back up. Yeah, I'll get that black card <laughs> in Texas and, and rock and roll from there. Yeah. Um, but no, so there's there's guys on the team that know a lot more than me, so they handle most of that stuff. But like that big generator, easily fifteen circuits holds no it all. No problem. Yeah. Yep, and probably much more. So mm-hmm. what we do is we fire up that generator, take feeder feeder cable um, out into a PD, and then we just run all our stuff off PDs and stuff. So yeah, no, you can't you can't have that right behind stage because of the sound right we had it right behind stage is it loud it was really quiet really i was very impressed wow yeah generators are getting more and more quiet which i'm yeah they are now lots so we we did stuff with uh doug mastriano um i've heard this name yeah so doug mastriano oh man this is gonna make me sound dumb i forget what he ran for he ran political for yes it is political it's it's political he ran for Governor in PA, that sounds right. It, we'll if go not with that. Senate, some it was one of those two <laughs> options, so it has to be one of it. Um, but we when we did stuff for him, uh, they asked us to have that generator as far as we possibly could from really? stage. Even though it was quiet, they didn't want any noise. But like political people are, that is a whole nother world. Yeah. Poli- like well, do you think events. part of that was like security? Like with a generator, you could have a bomb in there or something. <laughs> I, I don't i'm just gonna so. throw that up I, I really don't think so i think it was just because they're just yeah but that event um we didn't actually get to meet him and i was very sad about that we were going to and then he left right before but donald trump jr was there um, mm. and spoke did you say hey no i didn't say anything 
He just looked at him. Yep, awkwardly the entire time. Awesome. Just a dead gaze. I'm sure he enjoyed that a lot. Uh, yeah, I bet he loved it. That's good networking there. It was. Yeah, I really... Really sold yourself. Yeah. Yeah, no. Awesome. <laughs> but, <laughs> so. yeah, no, the, the political events, honestly, we could spend an entire episode just talking about, like, they're crazy. It honestly, it's a whole nother level. Like, everybody's so much more demanding <laughs> on that, like, in that atmosphere and everything has to be perfect or else you are just like chewed out like right. they don't and it's yeah it's crazy interesting but wow we got so we just did a conference not too long ago for so they're not political but they're like a political talk show mm-hmm. at a political event so we interesting uh they're called well i don't want to give our clients away but sure. but we had we had a company. I'm just over here like yeah, Doug Mastriano, <laughs> Barnes. <laughs> You're like, oh. well, Qu- Quinn's got uh, standards. <laughs> no, it's that. not like that. It's not like that. Um, I just don't want to sell a different podcast because you all should just be listening to us. It's true. So, anyways, um, yeah, there's there's a uh, posters that we donate or not donate. We uh, rented to. Um, this podcast and they were they had like several booths set up across the event um and they were pretty chill with us so we haven't really other than that yeah we haven't stepped foot in the political world too much two of your guys came down and set up the wall for mastriano you know what the outdoor 3.0 was that before i was there no you were there Hmm. i think it was shane and hmm I don't know the other guy's name. When was this? I would say like around August time last year. Yeah, I was there in September. Oh, shoot. Yeah, it was right before I joined. I thought you were definitely there. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe it was in the talks or something. Anyways, that is that's a whole nother world maybe that's a part three that we could dive into oh shoot political wow part three but today we want to talk a little bit about <laughs> finally get into yeah, it. Fi- finally get into <laughs> what we we talked about before outdoor versus indoor events um i think we talked a lot about outdoor events yeah in part one right so let's talk about indoor events quinn brought up the first big thing power power right what's what's the difference there um and like we just briefly covered, outdoor, you got to have a generator. Mm-hmm. Or if like, it's like right outside of a church, you can plug into the outside circuits, stuff like that, right? Y- you can do stuff like that. But like at that point in time, so I like what I said, 15 circuits mm-hmm. probably got us done. That's video wall, that's lighting, that's audio. Um so, like, you'd need 15 circuits. So, that means you're finding 15 separate mm-hmm. circuits around the outside of a building. Right. And then what are you doing? Pulling 15 200-foot AC cables? Yeah. Let alone, or like, how shoddy are those outside? Like, when was the last time those things were serviced? Exactly. You know what I mean? And, like, how many spider webs are, like, stuck uh-huh. inside? Like, maybe your ground doesn't even connect because yeah. there's, like, a black widow nest in there or something. Right. And then you you just, I don't know. One get thing, bit yeah. by a back widow and die. Right. So that's why we you don't never take power at the house. <laughs> we do not want that. So, yeah, one thing I noticed working for a production company, working a lot with churches, is that you can rely on the resources that the church has. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it'll grow great for you. 
<laughs> Other times, you're getting Uncle Joe's ladder who donated it seven years ago, and it's breaking apart. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, you don't know what kind of resources they're offering you. So it's better to come with all of the tools necessary for the job always on your own that you can depend on always come prepared to do whatever you think you'll need to do the second you rely on and like i've learned that even like not just doing stuff with like production with the company but like traveling and playing guitar like Mm -hmm. doing worship nights and stuff and you show up and they're like oh yeah we have this we have this we have this we have this and you're like all right and then you show up with like you know what you think you need and then you get there and you're like okay well this doesn't work this is done the wrong way right you didn't actually have this so now you need a bunch of things and it's crazy so yeah as much as you can i mean that honestly goes the same even for indoor events yeah that's i mean that's universal on installs on rentals bring bring everything you need don't as much as it's nice and like lots of churches will do that be like save money like oh you know we have all this we have all this it's like mm. Yeah, you do. Right. But it might suck. Yeah. It might be great, but it but it also might suck. Yeah, you don't and know. That, and that's not a risk that we can take because then all of a sudden, like, what, we're taking trips back to the shop, then we're mm-hmm. not profitable, then it's like, all right, then why'd we do this in the first place? Like, yeah, right, we love to do what we do, but at the end of the day, right, got to put food on the table. Yeah. So. You're not looking for pleasant surprises. You're looking no. for blessed assurance. You know what I'm saying? Amen. Amen, brother. Come on. Come on, Come somebody. on. So Power Outdoors is a little more in terms of cost because you're renting a generator or yep. you own one and bringing it. Right. Um, yeah. But it, indoor, I mean, you run into some of the same issues at times. So, yeah, with indoor, um, especially like with what we do, most of the um, venues that we do indoor stuff at are like event venues that mm-hmm. are meant for this kind of thing. So mm-hmm. most of them have like um I'm blanking. Like cam ties on oh, like okay. on like a panel. Right, right. So you literally just take feeder, ride off a main panel, put it into your PD, you're ready to rock and roll. Mm-hmm. You've got as much power as you want. Well, as much power as the PD can handle. Right. Um so like ninety five percent of the time that's what you're doing indoor super nice mm-hmm. you just got to find the ties if you don't um have that then you're probably taking wall outlets in as many places as you can um and either running just individual lines or um you can run soca inside mm-hmm. and you can do this outside too but with a break in on one end and a breakout on the other end so basically what that does you have a break in so it's like six male edison plugs Mm. And you plug them into a bunch of different circuits and then it has a socket end. all six of them go to the same socket end. You plug that into the socket cable, run one cable and then plug a breakout, which has six mm. like female ACNs. And then you have those six circuits run over oh, 100, okay. 200 feet, but it's only one cable. So it makes the, it makes the out easier, which it's when it comes messy. to events, it is all about the out. Literally. It's all about the out. Mm-hmm. Do everything you can on the in to get out of there as fast as you can. Right. Nobody wants to be there late. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And one of those things is cable management. I mean, this is diving in. This is still in the realm of power because power Mm -hmm. takes cables. Um, But, yeah, always make sure that you're, you know, 
setting yourself up to leave and not mess with a rat's nest before you're over. I've walked into so many events, not spirits. And I look at front of house and I'm like, you guys are going to be here till like 2 a.m. <laughs> Minimum, if not right. later. Because like, it's it, it's a complete rat's nest. Yeah. Like, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. So part of me is like, all right, they're either spending the time now and staying here late to unravel that nest and make sure everything's straight, wrap the cables, or they are throwing that nest in a bin till the next one till the next one <laughs> yeah and it's probably the latter right because when the gig's over and everyone wants to go home it's like oh i don't care throw it in the bin right like that's everybody's attitude yeah and that's i think that's the difference between those companies that are next level like spirit like refresh you know like we take that time put that quality in <laughs> i love i love the word next level I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah. That's, yeah, so if anyone's like looking that. for an LED wall, reach out. Quinn at Refresh LED. <laughs> <laughs> Just plug the companies yeah. like every chance we right, get. Right, right. But yeah, it is It is something like it's almost being proactive at all times. Oh, yeah. And just 100%. being ready for anything to come up. Being ready. For, that's like before you get to the job, you need to think, okay, how am I going to set this up? When mm-hmm. you're at the job, how am I going to tear this down? Yeah. When you're tearing it down, you know, yeah. how am I going to pack this? Yeah. You know, like H- how how are we going to get this back in the shop? Right. As efficiently as possible. Yeah. Like if, if you're not thinking ahead at every step, like you just you're going to get behind. You're going to put yourself in a situation that you don't want to be in. Mm-hmm. So, no, a- as often as you can, like just prepare, do something to prepare yourself, you know, for whatever that next event is or for whatever, whatever, whatever it may be. But right. No, that's always a good rule of thumb. So another thing I want to talk about outdoor versus indoor um, is like flying motors, mm. flying an LED wall, flying a line array, right. flying lighting truss. Yeah. Indoors, you have a couple options. There's a couple options. So we could do, we could draw another Venn diagram like we did in like <laughs> episode one we and, don't have a and, and then never post it. <laughs> well, that marker was dried out. Yeah, so no, it was terrible. We had to like retrace. We were like, "What were? We, what did we say in this part?" And yeah, yeah, it was it was terrible. Um, so on your Venn diagram, on the left side, if you have indoor, on the right side, you have outdoor. In the middle, would be um, I'm blanking, like ST 180s, mm-hmm. lifts, um, crank towers. That's what I'm looking for. Oh yeah, we use those. Uh huh. They're kind of old school for us at this point. No one really uses them anymore. But here and there, we'll 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 bust them out. Not old school generally. I mean, for refresh. Oh, like they, sure, like sure. We haven't used them in a long time. Yeah. No. So they work great in specific situations. Obviously, right? Like anything does. Um, but crank towers is right in the middle. If you are inside and you can't rig motors to the ceiling crank towers right easy if there's no ceiling at all if there's no ceiling at all <laughs> outside, outside. <laughs> crank towers right. easy put like 20 feet of truss take two crank towers rig the motors to the truss well not the motors to the truss but like clip onto the truss and then you have your motors mm-hmm. I, you guys know how motors work um and then fly the fly the truss and right. like that you can do stuff off of that or honestly if you're flying stuff with a motor and 
you're probably not even flying it off of that truss. You're probably just rigging whatever you need to onto that truss right, and then right. lifting it with the crank towers. Um, 95% of the time, that's what you're doing, unless you have some reason you need to like actively lower and raise whatever you're lifting. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It, I mean, it could totally be a solution. But let's say you want to rig towers, or not towers, you want to rig line array outside. Right. But what, what do you do? You don't have crack oh. towers. Yeah. What do you do? And there's no ceiling. Right. What do you do? So now you're like, oh, I don't know what to do. Yeah. But e- what do you do? Easy. Ground stack. Ground stack it. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's one solution. Um, but if you actually do want to raise it, Spirit owns a pair of LA applied towers. Wow. I forget the model number. Now explain these things. So, off the post a picture on the Instagram. Okay, so if anyone's looking for uh, LA Spirit Towers, reach out to Tanner at Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> Tanner at SpiritSoundLight.com. Um, they're the LA 1225 line array towers. They are epic. Um, and we've used them at, honestly, any event that we possibly can because they look so cool. That's what they look yeah. like. Yeah, that's amazing. So, it's a tower okay. with a motor on the bottom, and then you run the chain up the truss tower, and then down. You put your subs on the bottom for like weight, and then you rig your line array and you lift it up. Yeah, let me see that again. All right, so yeah, that's amazing. I like that a lot. They're super cool. I was gonna try and think of an analogy for what. How to explain what it looks like. It's. Think of a Y, like the letter Y, mm-hmm. and then you just bend the bottom stick yes. straight up in the air. Yes. And That's put, actually perfect. put speakers onto the bottom of the Y. Yeah, basically. But I love those for rigging stuff outside. Um, I've seen people use two of those to rig or to fly a video wall really Uh uh-huh how much weight can they have sold oh those can hold a ridiculous amount really well the legs are 20 feet long interesting well maybe not 20 feet so what they what they rig it to like um so like they had two of them and then they had a piece of truss okay and then they just rigged the video was that like dt truss or Uh, i have no idea i'm assuming it was just i i think it was global Okay. Just something basic. But yeah. That's like, <clears throat> as far as I understand, rigging an LED wall to just a piece of truss is like, it has to be rigged a certain way because it'll break in the middle because of the weight. What will break? The truss. Like it, The truss? Yeah. Oh, no. Like if it's if it's like a normal stick of truss, the ones that we use in the shop, like the for ground stacks, uh-huh. we can't use those for flying. So we use fly bars. Oh no no yeah, you have to use fly bars. Yeah yeah, you can't just clamp it to the truss on the thing. Yeah no, you wouldn't want to clamp it to the truss. I don't think the truss would break, but then it would spin. The fly bars allow you to, like, fly that truss in the middle. Right. And it to evenly distribute the weight along the truss. Yeah, if you just clamp it straight, I mean, 
I guess technically you could. We we don't because there's it would it would definitely not be good practice and definitely not industry yeah. standard. Like, it is it not look, safe. It, no, <laughs> it would look it would look really weird. Yeah, too. I think you'd probably they'd be like they don't know what they're doing. Yeah, believe it or not, we had a client who did that for like an NFL thing. So really? it was actually the crank to the crank things uh-huh. and a stick of trust just across. And he just and like, he just clamped it onto that. And we were just the panels straight to the truss. Yeah. And this oh is what, it, this is, so this is what I was saying. Yeah. This is the no go. Yeah. That's definitely a no go. I can see it clicking for you. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Is. <laughs> yeah. That's, that sounds like a terrible idea. Yeah. It was, we were like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. He had a great Super Bowl party though. No one was injured. Hey. So <laughs> you got to do what you got to do for a good Super Bowl party, you know? Yeah. We're not allowed to say that, I guess. So. but yeah i forget where we're going with this yeah me too rigging stuff outside (laughs) you're either ground stacking or using crank towers Mm -hmm. which makes it a little more difficult it's really nice to rig inside when you have points in the ceiling Um, we've done a lot of events at kalahari recently super easy to rig points in the ceiling open steel Mm -hmm. drop ceiling like you just get up there in a lift you just you know put some steel around an I-beam, lay some uh, potato sack down. I forget what they call that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Packing peanuts? No. Like a potato sack. Yeah, yeah. Like the sack. Burlap? Burlap. That's what it is. Yeah. Lay some burlap down, and then you just drop chains, and you're good to go. So, like, that. that's the way to go, rigging inside if you can. But, I mean, mm. rigging stuff outside is very similar to rigging stuff inside when there's no... No attachment points in the ceiling. Makes sense. Or I'm not going to mention any names when certain venues don't allow you to rig in their ceilings because only a certain company is allowed to legally like rig in the venue. It was one time, Tanner. Let it go. No, it wasn't. It was every time. <laughs> <laughs> Name the names. No. <laughs> Spill the tea. I'd never. But. But. What did you do? You, did you have to bring in the crank guys? or the No, we just did something else. So, like, something about, I forget exactly, and I've heard different things from different people, but there's a venue in our area that anything above six feet is owned by <laughs> this AV company. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, the bottom, the bo- so think of, like, a ballroom. The bottom six feet of the ballroom is owned by the ballroom, and the the rest of it is owned by this AV company. And you're that not is al- ridiculous. You're not allowed to like rig stuff in the room because it's in their space. <laughs> so they the have to like rig it for you. I don't understand it fully. Um, Over six feet? Yeah. So like, but they don't mind if you like ground stack over six feet. But if you like, hmm. if you're like trying to fly something in that room, they get upset and tell you you can't do it. Hmm. Really bizarre. So like, if the door's left open one day, right, mm-hmm. and a bunch of bats fly in, and they go above that threshold line, are they now that company's bats? Yes. Hmm. I would say so. Yeah, that's capitalism. They're doing it right. It's something. I might just start buying the top half of people's houses. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, you can keep the floor. I just want the ceilings. Mm. You would own a lot of fans. Yeah. Hey, I'm buying my fans. Yeah. <laughs> Belgium, I love you. <laughs> Belgium still has not reached out to us. Yeah, Belgium. Watches every video. You're on probation, we Belgium, but we still podcasts. love you. Probation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. I I am intrigued by this flying topic. Yeah. I am. Why's that? Just like the indoor versus the outdoor, it fascinates me. <laughs> it's very nice. It's very uh, nice to hear your viewpoints. So we talked about the ups, right? Mm-hmm. The ceilings and the flying and the all that. Heck Let's yeah, talk about the foundations. Oh, shoot. Oh, man. Good one. Okay. It's you're in a field. Let me throw this out. Yeah. A soybean field as we, yeah. let's use that as our instance. It rained five days mm-hmm. in a row Straight. right before this event. Just thunderstorm. Air's finally clearing up mm-hmm. and the people who are leading event, they're so excited because the weather's perfect just in time. Yeah, it is. It's perfect weather. Right. Mm-hmm. But what's not perfect, Tanner? The dirt. The dirt. Soggy <laughs> and muddy. Yes, and soft. Mm-hmm. Very soft. And you have to put a mobile trailer. Yep. You have to put, um, what else do you have to put down? The mobile trailer. The mobile trailer. That, that, <laughs> that would be the biggest <laughs> yeah. thing. But yeah. like if, if we weren't doing a mobile trailer, like we have to build a stage. Mm-hmm. And there's four legs on each stage deck. Right. And you have and to make doing that like at least level. Like maybe 16 stage decks, maybe 20 something like right. that. Right. And then you have to, yeah, you have to make that level. Mm-hmm. Inside, building a stage so easy sometimes almost all the time (laughs) yeah so we have static legs for our stages so we use winger stages we have static legs and we have adjustable ones so like they have six inches adjustable and then they have six inches of screw oh so you you can adjust you can do whatever size you want that makes it easy for inside we just take static legs don't even have to level the stage because you know it's level yeah the floor is level Mm -hmm. And the legs are all the same exact height. So it's great. Building stages outside sucks. Like it really does. I have a picture. I'm not going to post it because it's, it was not OSHA approved. (laughs) But at some point in time in my life Uh. with a company that will remain unnamed, I built a stage on a hill that started the stage deck was essentially on the ground, no leg. Okay. Wow. To to a fully extended leg on top of three cinder blocks. Oh, no. To the height that I could walk under the stage and not even, like, half the deck at all. Like, I had inches of clearance above my head. Did you ever at one point in this event think of the possibility of what would happen if the cinder blocks? The entire time we were doing it, I was thinking about that. The entire weekend. So it was a a ballet show. Mm. And the whole time I'm sitting there going, oh my gosh. They are pretty light on their feet. They are. So (laughs) it ended up not happening because it rained. (laughs) So thank goodness. Um, yeah. They they still use the stage briefly, but there wasn't a lot of dancing. Now we did make it safe. Like we like we we anchored it to the ground where we could. There was enough weight on it. Like I like jumped through my weight around on the stage, and there was like 
it really wasn't going anywhere. So like mm-hmm. I did feel good about it and we probably would not have left if we didn't feel good about it. But, but it even was still even still like it was one of the craziest stages I've ever it was literally on a hill. So we didn't do a site visit for this event. And the guy was like, Oh yeah, there's like a foot slope on this hill. Like about a foot. <laughs> and we get there and we're like a foot like <laughs> six feet. Like what are you talking like what foot did you slope. use to measure this <laughs> slope? Like did you just look at it? Oh my uh, lands. It was brutal but like building that stage every single leg on every deck is a different height by just a little bit so you have to level the first deck all four Mm -hmm. legs and then you have to get the second deck level with the first deck all four legs and then yeah that's first row four and then you start the second row and you're like oh shoot the first one isn't we need the first one to be a little more like this to make you go through them all and work you go through them all again and it takes forever when you're inside static legs boom stage is up in like 10 minutes it takes yeah. no time at all. That's great. I love building stages inside. But yeah, if you were to, if it were to rain, like in that situation, mobile stage, the mobile stage, I think the most difficult part would be getting into the position. Obviously, you're dragging a tractor trailer. Yeah, getting through, caught in the mud. Through the mud. Like, that would be rough. And to your point, if it rained to that extent, you there's a possibility that just is not able to happen right and then you know you're probably changing locations you're doing in a driveway you're doing it in a parking lot you're Mm -hmm. going somewhere nearby like stuff has to change and lots of these times like with events and outdoor events and stuff like this you just have to be open to an extent of like things things that things are going to get changed yeah like rarely does stuff go perfectly to plan right Um, right and that's part of that's just part of the thing that's the nature of the beast that that literally is i mean that's what i get paid to do right lots of the time i just consider myself a problem solver right like yeah i'm an l1 but like 90 percent of this job is me solving problems and figuring stuff out yeah and it's just having the knowledge and the ability to like work through issues like that which is interesting i think a large part of what we do as production guys. Yeah. Uh, so have you as a company or as an individual worked kind of on processes that could be a little more efficient for those things that come up frequently? Like for instance, have you ever thought of like, okay, we need a plan B position for if we can't get to this location, where would be the most next ideal place? Yeah, so lots of the times, I'll, I'll use graduation, graduations as an example. So we are we do a lot of graduations and stuff for schools, yeah. high schools and colleges, um, and like they basically what we're talking about is like a rain or shine policy. Right. So like, hey, if it's thunderstorming, Tanner and his dad or Quinn can go sit and watch the thunderstorm, but the rest of us are going to go inside in the gym and do the, do it in there. Yeah. So like, we almost have two separate quotes, and we bring everything we need for both especially if it's like you're traveling to Mm -hmm. go somewhere yeah yeah we'll bring everything we need for both um and we'll see obviously (laughs) first first game plan is assemble outside but like if we're assembling outside and it gets just dumps like right as fast as you can you you figure out what you do you talk with the client Mm -hmm. you're gonna be like hey it's gonna take us like three hours to tear the stuff down that we need get inside get the stuff out here that's not waterproof Mm -hmm. like safe 
and then we should be good to go and they'll be like oh we can't do that like we need to do this and it's like all right well if we need to do it in just one hour instead of three then maybe we have to use a house pa but we can do this and they're like oh all right that'll have to work and then we do that because basically all it is is communicating with the client right making sure they know what's going on having them approve the solutions you come up with you can't just do whatever you want obviously right. at the end yeah. of the day we're working for the client the client mm-hmm. you know whatever they want comes first so within reason yeah so, I know that like with refresh when we're doing installs or even rentals, we keep our point of contact like attached to our hip. Like, I mean, you're just constant communication. It makes them more comfortable and it makes you more comfortable. So you're not retracing your work. Mm -hmm. You know, whenever you're halfway through cabling a screen and they're like, oh, I thought that was going to be, you know, a foot and a half higher. Yep. And now you have to take the whole wall down, redo the Unistrat. Like, yeah, you know. Instead of that, just be asking questions. Is this the right height for you? You know what I mean? Is this is this cabled right? We just you know encountered I mean? an install where that happened. Really? Where we did not keep the individual in in the loop as mm-hmm. much as they would have liked to have been. Mm-hmm. We took everything they communicated to us and we did it. Right. And they were there, but they weren't super involved. They didn't really care. But then they came in at the end of this week-long install and they're like, oh, we're not a fan. <laughs> and we're like, we just spent a week hanging lights in here. Right. So we, we learned from that and we, we redid the install form and you know, it is what it is. You live and you learn and, but yeah, yeah keep, keep them right next to you the whole time. Like, Hey, ask questions all the time. Like, Hey, how do you think of this? Hey, we encountered this issue. And instead of me solving it in the best way that I think I, I go to the pastor or whatever and i'd be like okay these are the two solutions i came up with what what would you prefer right you know and if they pick the lesser of the two options maybe you depending on what it is obviously you got to choose the battles Mm -hmm. to fight but maybe you're like all right i can do that or maybe you give them some reasoning why you think the other one might be a little better see what they say but at the end of the day if they tell you to do something Mm -hmm. and you do it and then they don't like it it's like all right well you I gave you the <laughs> options and you yeah, told right. me to do this. So like, like there has to be some give both ends. Exactly. And that's like, that's a whole nother, that's just a business thing. Yeah. You know, but I think, I think this would be another good extension, like a part four, even <laughs> part four. We're just the rest of this podcast is now just going to be talking. Yeah. Well, honestly, I mean, that's what the podcast right. is called. So like, I guess we will do a lot of talking about yeah. that. But, um, but like just that, that concept of like, pre-project client versus during project client it's mm. the same person but totally, totally different people different. <laughs> <laughs> they're totally different yep it's amazing that that shift some some people are really knowledgeable and they'll just like share what they want this is what i want you know this is what i want to do yeah and some are looking to you for dreams and stuff yeah right? some are looking yeah and it's hard because like everybody's different like you said some people you'll walk in and they want to have a hand in everything mm-hmm everything right which i'm not opposed but sometimes that gets brutally annoying right it's like all right at the end of the day like not trying to like you know like with my ego or anything but like at the end of the day i'm the professional Mm -hmm. you hired me to come in and do this in the best way that i see fit and if you keep questioning me and like 
in, in a negative way, I'll say, like, because I've had this happen where they question you in a negative way. Like, they, you can tell that they don't think that I know yeah, what I'm like doing. Yeah, like skeptical. Almost. Yeah, but yes, that's the word I'm looking for. It's like, all right, I, it's hard for me to do my job mm-hmm. if you're going to sit here over my shoulder and be skeptical about all the work I'm doing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'll be like plugging the wires behind the rack. Like, are you, oh, are you sure those are all lined up? Are you, are you sure? I'm like, yes, <laughs> I labeled them. I'm positive. <laughs> and then other clients are like, yep, I don't care deuces <laughs> right yeah get it done get it done they don't they don't care they they have the full trust in you mm-hmm. that's why they hired you and they're like i and that's exactly what they say when i talk to them they're like um i i hired you to because you're the <laughs> professional i want you to do it i'm like yeah sweet i can and i will do the best work i absolutely can i love working for clients like that because i feel like i have the creative freedom to really like just give them the best that i've got right and i can just sit there and chug for however long the install is and, and seriously put out like the best product that I can yeah, and set it up the best for them. And, and that reveal is instead of having someone sit behind you and watch you the entire time, mm-hmm. the reveal of leaving the room, coming back to a finished product is yes. like, wow. Yeah. You know what I mean? You'll be blown away. And so don't be the second guy whichever order don't we did it the first guy don't be the first guy <laughs> try not to be the first guy obviously we understand and i'm not trying to like talk down to anybody yeah it's okay like to ask people. questions totally okay. that's what i love it when they ask questions like i love yeah. explaining to people how stuff works like that this is my passion if you ask me questions like i'm just gonna go nerd on mm-hmm. you and tell you exactly how it all works right but, but don't like, start doubting yeah it's work. the doubt it's where it, yeah it's just that's where it gets hazy it's not as fun yeah but anyway I'm going to transition us into the announcement section of the podcast. Yes, because <laughs> we're we gonna, have we're going to wrap up here. Our um, time. Maybe part three, maybe part four. Probably we'll see what probably happens. But they five. may they may be labeled something different because different focus. But this was just another like just event planning uh, conversation, uh, a little more indoor versus outdoor. Yeah. Um, but we wanted to hit you guys with a little bit of a special announcement boop, of an boop, boop, opportunity boop. that Quinn and I have. Yeah. A couple weeks from now, Quinn, what's that? Yes, sir. We are going to Italy. Italy. Italia. Uh, Padova? Padova, Italy, Padova, right outside Italy. of an Venice. Oh, is it really? Yeah, 45 That's minutes. So cool. And um, they have, uh, we had a touching moment there <laughs> a second ago, Tanner and I. We, we, we high-fived feet. Let me clear that up. Yes. So um, we need to get video. That's is a reason why. We really do. So Let's maybe that's something that. that should be an announcement on one of these weeks. It but back into the announcement, oh, yeah. we're going to Italy. Italy. We're doing a worship focused mm. missions trip. And it is so exciting because I'm pumped. I've always wanted to go to Italy. One, I've always wanted to do missions. And this is another opportunity to do that. Yeah. Two and three, it's worship. Mm-hmm. Boom. Get to drum with some of my bros. Tanner's going. Mm-hmm. My boy Hunter's going. Mm. We got a squad. We got the squad. And why this is relevant to you, we will be recording one, if not two, Ooh. podcasts in the country of Italy. We're going in Italy. Oh, we're going international. We are going international. <laughs> we will be crazy. doing a meet and greet. <laughs> Yes, we're going to so have... So all six of you <laughs> come over to Italy <laughs> and and you can meet us? Belgium. <laughs> I don't even know how that happened. How did that happen? He just popped himself with his mic. 
This is why we need video. I'm it's bleeding a, in my mouth. It's aggressive microphone. I can taste the blood. <laughs> um, I can see your eyes dilating. You've got the I'm taste. Just gonna pass out. Yes. Um, but yeah, we are gonna bring you guys some podcast episodes in Italy. So, like Quinn said, it's a missions trip. So it's super cool opportunity where you're playing a worship night and doing some worship teaching, um, along with production teaching, like teaching some production and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, they were calling them workshops. That's it. So worship and production workshops. Right. Which is, we're literally the worship production podcast, and Quinn and I will be doing worship production workshops in Italy yeah. for these international churches, um, and we'll be leading. It's a 25th year anniversary like celebration for this church over in Italy, and they yeah. they asked us to come because they're friends with Pastor Christian or something. Yeah. So it's so, a super special opportunity. Super cool. And a special opportunity for us to yeah. share with y'all some like traveling like stuff on travel stuff on who knows what topic will hit but i'm sure we're gonna decide something quick once we get there mm-hmm. you know yeah but and i'll be bringing my camera so hopefully maybe we can have some video for you guys mm-hmm. um do some like little like travel vlogs and stuff yeah worship production travel vlogs and i don't want to spill the beans but it sounds like there's a chance that mm-hmm. we'll have our first ever special guest on yes, the podcast sir. I can't wait. We just have to get them to agree. <laughs> I think they've already agreed. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a <laughs> He was great. pretty vocal about wanting to be on. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, hopefully we can bring that to you guys. We're super pumped about that opportunity. Um, it's what we love to do. And at the end of the day, it's missions. And we get to share what we love to do and help others grow in mm-hmm. this field. Um, and just allow them to use those gifts for the kingdom of God, which at the end of the day is what we're trying to do out here. So, yeah. So we hope you're learning. We hope you're enjoying. And if you guys have questions, please send them. Send to the us. questions. We want to answer. We want. We want to. We want to dive in at Worship Production Podcast on the Instagram. The world DM is your us. oyster. Mm-hmm. Any question Literally about production anything. or worship? I'm talking chord or charts. I'm talking, you know, multi tracks. Mm-hmm. I'm talking anything you want. Guitars. Guitars, like, gear. Come on, literally like, anything. Like I am a guitarist. Quinn's a drummer. Ask us questions about. Literally, we'll talk about anything. We yeah. just we, we just want to we just want to drop some knowledge bombs. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Can't say that in an airport. Mm mm. We're at a political event. So <laughs> Make sure you keep your generators far from your stage. We're gonna get canceled. <laughs> Guys, if we get blacklisted, <laughs> it's because. <laughs> anyway, we're just gonna put like little beep sound in there for yeah. all that. Um, anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Worship Production Podcast. Yes, tune in next week. Tune in next week, and we'll see you soon. See you then.